It's time for today's Big Idea. Here's an idea. Let's relive the year 2020. Now, uh, before you wonder if I had a lobotomy over the long weekend, let me explain. This is not Monopoly. I do not want to go back to go and start the pandemic all over again. I would, however, like to go back to the part where we were banging pots for hospital workers. There was a time when we appreciated the difficult circumstances hospital workers were operating under And we wanted to show our appreciation. Now, instead of banging pots, it seems as though we're banging our heads on the wall. This past weekend, the Wingham and District Hospital's emergency department did what has become all too common over the past year. It shut down. From 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon until 7 a.m. Sunday morning, they were closed due to staffing shortages. Over the Christmas holidays, the Wingham's ER was closed from 5 p.m. on Christmas Day until 7 a.m. on Boxing Day. The Walkerton Hospital's ER was closed from 5 p.m. Christmas Eve to 7 a.m. on Christmas Day, and the Chesley Hospital's ER was closed from 5 p.m. December 23rd to 7 a.m. December the 27th. Barely a peep was made when these announcements came out. And that's as bad as the situation itself. ER closures have become so commonplace, we're used to them. 980 CFBO always publishes a what's open, what's closed article whenever a holiday rolls around so people know where to go. But it's getting to the point where I'm wondering if we should add hospitals to the list. Does anyone remember when the Chesley ER shut down for two months because of staffing shortages? You should. It happened last fall. 17 out of the 160 ERs in Ontario experienced off and on closures last summer and fall. And mostly it happened in rural areas. Hospitals... Uh, have become an issue for us. Holidays and long weekends are especially troublesome for ER closures to happen. For those Ontarians who are lucky enough to have a family doctor right now, chances are your doctor won't see you if something happens over a holiday. So you're left to call Telehealth Ontario, who will most likely send you to the ER, assuming you have one to go to. Do you see the problem here? Of course, there are plenty of Ontarians who don't have a family doctor right now. 2.2 million people in this province don't have a doctor. That's a figure that's expected to rise to 3 million by 2025. The number of Ontarians without a family doctor has risen by 24% since the start of the pandemic. To put it another way, 14.7% of Ontarians currently rely on walk-in clinics or emergency departments for their primary care or they go without it completely. While all Ontarians have lost access to family doctors, the issue is especially pronounced for people who live in the poorest and most racialized neighbourhoods, newcomers to Ontario and children. For kids over the past two years, there has been a 66% increase in the number of children and teens who do not have a family doctor. We are talking about hundreds of thousands of children who do not have a family doctor. Access is the key to health care in this country and every country, and we are doing a poor job of it here. Health care is a human right and should be universally accessible in this country, and yet Canada ranks among the worst in the developed world when it comes to health care accessibility. A poll by Angus Reid last September found 30% of Canadians, that's 9 million people, found it difficult or downright impossible to access key health care services. Everything from emergency to non-emergency care, surgery, 
diagnostic testing and specialist appointments. 58% of Canadians said it was difficult or impossible to see a specialist. 48% of uh, people seeking surgery said the same. Those results are not just anecdotal. The Commonwealth Fund ranks Canada's healthcare system 10th out of 11. We're ahead of only the United States when it comes to access to care and equity in care, ranking near the bottom. The same survey from Angus Reid found Americans are less likely to say they've encountered barriers in accessing services than Canadians. Americans are twice as likely to say they're comfortable with their access to health care, and they are twice as likely to say they will receive emergency care in a timely fashion. The Angus Reid survey is depressing and should serve as a wake-up call to everyone. The pandemic should have as well. It did not create the problems we see today. It just exacerbated them. Don't forget the Chesley Hospital was forced to shut down nightly for weeks in 2019 due to staffing shortages. We cannot allow ER closures and decreased access to become commonplace. Our governments, provincial and federal, will tell us they have a plan to fix the problem. And we have seen announcement in recent weeks. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But I'm skeptical. To paraphrase an old saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool us all 911 times, shame on all of us. That's today's big idea.